see, to live is to suffer. But to survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up. Get back on my feet so I can tear Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up. All right, all right, a race of chalk, episode 16. I'm Dan. I'm Charles. What's going on, brother? We got an actually very, very special guest. He, uh, he's, he's, he's been close to me. We grew up together. Uh, he's, he's made his way, you know, very, very top of the uh, sports world if you would say uh let's let's hop right into it let's give a shout out to jp buckley what's going on jp what's going on dan how we doing charles I'm doing well man how are you how doing, you doing awesome doing all right enjoying the night happy to be here with you guys looking forward yeah, thank, to you. Right. thank you happy thank to you have you so um i guess we'll we'll, we'll take it easy on you i mean thank you know you. <laughs> you know, like like I like I used to do Chevres versus Immaculate Conception over here. Don't go uh, there. You know who holds you know who holds the record in those games. Uh, man. Um, who took those final just, rounds? It was uh we had a couple battles there, but I don't know who came out on top overall. We I I I think you guys ended up beating us. I mean, there was one game I remember I used to I covered my cousin. You know, I'm I'm six foot and he's five foot, you know, I'm <laughs> Hanging out by the three point line the whole time. Yeah, of course he was. He still does. Yeah. That's all he does. Got <laughs> a good shot. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, you know, just we'll we'll take it easy on you. We won't we won't oh, throw yeah. too many uh, blows at you. Um, but you know, just uh, just walk us through. You know what uh, what brought you to where you are. Um, what what you did with not only the Bruins organization but with BU, as well as uh, you know the sh- your short stint with the uh, Nashville Predators. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I was with the Bruins for about I think it was four four or five seasons um, as a video coach. So I had a really good run with them. Um, I worked with a couple different coaching staffs. Obviously, had the Stanley Cup run in 2019. And my primary role there was, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but, you know, I, I watched a lot of game film, um, you know, game strategy, work with the coaching staff, uh, but really, really handled all the team technology um, related to coaching software, analytics, all that sort of thing. So I was at the Bruins for about five years as the head video coach. Uh, before that, I spent a season down in Nashville, which was awesome uh, as a Still in video, uh, more on the management side. So helped mm-hmm. out. They're um, they're a super innovative team, and they were looking for ways to use video to help their scouting, uh, you know, scouting process. So instead of flying people all over the world and only getting a couple looks at guys, they wanted to develop a cloud-based video platform. So more scouts, more players, you know, hopefully make better decisions. And they were really good at the draft. So I helped I helped do that for a year. And, you know, I got into this whole thing by uh, being a video coordinator at BU. So I was there for five years while I was going to school. And it's kind of just super lucky to to get the opportunity and doors kept opening. So it was a good run. Now, I already know the answer as well as, you know, <laughs> probably some of these people that are watching right now. You know, talk yeah. us through um, what you played growing up. 
you know what 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 sports did you play in middle school and you know moving forward to high school i i had a i had a question on instagram asking you about your high school uh hockey playing career oh man um you know growing up we played everything back in back in the day baseball uh, had a pup one stint. you know hockey was a big part of that um we, we really played everything and as i got into high school you had to pick a couple sports so I ended up going with hockey and lacrosse, um, got really into lacrosse. Actually, now that I think about it, it was, uh, Brendan's dad and, yep. you know, Marty and all those guys <laughs> that like really started getting me passionate about lacrosse. So, uh, played hockey and lacrosse there. We had a good run. Um, I was at MC when Chris Arino took over mm-hmm. and he really turned that program around. So we had a couple super eight appearances. Um, my career ended a little shorter than I would have liked, but, uh, we had a good run. We didn't win any. We uh, lost a couple. I think we lost in the semis was the furthest I went to Reading. Um, and yeah, that was that was it. We had a, we had a good time back in those days. <laughs> you and uh, Christian Roberto and that whole crew. Yeah, yeah, Christian Erp. Man, those are names from the past. We had a good team. I mean, MC back in those days was a powerhouse in lacrosse. So I came there sort of at the tail end of that uh, dynasty that they had going, but. I still play with a lot of good players. It's fun. Definitely, wow. definitely. Yeah. So you went to uh, you went to BU. Would you uh, mm-hmm. would you head over there for? Yeah. So at the end of my high school career, I was kind of. I decided to hang up my, you know, to hang up the cleats and the skates and just take on a new challenge. So I got into BU. Uh, one of my, I guess you could say, a dream school. Couldn't afford to go there because it was 60 grand, 70 grand to go to school there. So I got in and, and just I had a family connection with the hockey coach over there. Um, you know, went down and had a, had a talk with him just to figure out if there was any way we could get me into some work study program or just to help out with some tuition. And, you know, super fortunate, super lucky that um, the video coordinator at the time was leaving to go to law school. So there was an opportunity and, you know, I, I took that. But um yeah i always wanted to go there my we grew up my dad's a huge you know bu terriers fan so when we were younger we were going to those games all oh, day yeah. back at the uh the walter brown when it was just pure chaos you're uh, running really running through the days. football field to get to the stadium yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. that was the best part doing a uh, 50 yard sprints and suicides before get, get your workout in you know yeah exactly <laughs> that was funny yeah those are the best days and I, I bu was always a part of my family like we uh we would go there since we were babies. My mother used to tell stories about us, you know, being in the stands super young. So it was awesome BU, to go there. It's kind of a, I feel like it's always it's always a competition around here for BU and BC. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, look, you know where you gotta go. Squad. Yeah, looking at the Bruins squad. You know, they like picking uh, they like picking up their Boston College players. Yeah, you know, you know where you gotta go in Comab. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But anyways. Um, you know what i guess where where we're gonna go is you know just pretty much we we touched base on you know you, you with the bruins uh you with the predators were you there when pk got traded or was that after you he got traded there the year that i left so i didn't get a chance to be there with him 
they ended up going to the Stanley Cup Finals that next yeah. year, so I was kind of pissed. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was an awesome opportunity. I I had a good time. Nashville's a great place, and they had a they had a good team. They had a good coach. Yeah, it was it was a good experience. But yeah, then it always burns when they go to the finals the year after you leave. <laughs> was it me? But, no, definitely not. <laughs> but um, you know what? What are your uh, what what are your what are you doing right now? Because you know, I want to get into this. Um, you know, this pretty much advancement in technology in sports. You know, you, you talked about analytics, and I feel like you know you hear it all, on the radio all the time. The 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 guys, you know, the the stat nerds, you know, in baseball, where you know the pitcher can only go through the rotation three times or whatever. You know, yeah. You know what what types of advancement in the technology in the game are you seeing? You yeah, know, from, it's from pretty that aspect. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, just like the advances we're seeing, you know, in business and in our life, the, the same uh, has swept through the sports world and it's unlocked so much potential. So whether it's actual analytics on the team side, um, you know, advanced stats that they're keeping on players, um, predictive analytics is a big thing that's moving through hockey. So using AI, machine learning um, to, you know, predict performance, to, pr- to help kind of player development. Uh, a lot of work is going in on management with predicting probabilities of success. So when they're drafting players, you know, how can you look at past stats to predict if he's going to be successful in the future, looking at current players that you have on your lineup and predicting, you know, their level of production moving into later um, stages of their contract. And maybe he looks good now, but he's trending downwards. Maybe we can trade him. Always still got some, uh, some value left in him. So a lot of stuff happening within professional sports organizations. Um, you know, that's more on the team side. And then you can go into, you know, on the on the fan base side, you know, how the analytics are playing into fan engagement, uh, whether it's fantasy sports, drafting, um, in-game experiences, uh, fan stuff with just in arena, whether it's virtual reality, headsets, things like that. There, there's no end to it. Um, a lot of work on the artificial intelligence side with uh, ticket sales and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if that's that fun to get into, but um, you know they're they're really using the the data that's available um, to to do some pretty impressive things. Uh, the player development stuff is cool. Um, the analytics on team side stuff is really cool, and then the health and the health and wellness side of things. Like everyone's wearing these fitness wearables, these whoop straps, like the recovery training that whole you know, world is, is pretty insane too. So, um, you know, and then you could take it even steps further, like esports. you know, that whole world and what's happening there. Like you got a lot of teams, the Bruins purchased an esports team, uh, the Flyers, you know, conglomerate uh, over in Philly, they bought a couple esports teams. So, you know, there's, there's just opportunity everywhere up there and it's all driven by technology. So it's cool. It's crazy. That, that is the yeah. world we live in. <laughs> Yeah. It really is. It really is. You know, and sports thought, is no different. I, I, I thought, you know, growing up watching hockey games on, what was it, Fox? You know, with the little tail. <laughs> with the hockey, yeah. the tail. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll watch hockey now, and my wife will actually watch hockey. And she's like, how do you know where to follow the puck? You know, where's the puck? I'm I like, know. you know, back in the day, it was early 90s. <laughs> they used yeah. to put the tail on the puck. Yeah, the all-star but, games. They were well ahead yeah. of their time. <laughs> That's coming back though. Now you'll you'll start seeing some stuff on broadcasts. Uh, the player tracking got approved in the league. Mm. I think it was last year. I haven't 
I haven't been watching too 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 many games, but uh, you'll start to see some some pretty cool stuff come on the broadcast screen. Just tracking, you know, puck distance, player speed. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring back the tail, but you know they're, they're collecting <laughs> data. I hope I hope they do. <laughs> they should. <laughs> that was really cool. The tail and then the my uh, Joe Nickelodeon slime too. from the. <laughs> That's a collectible. <laughs> it's boxed up and bubble taped over there. <laughs> Good. No, but um, you know, even with the technology they brought in, I think it was the beginning of the year. They they put those microchips in the pucks. You know, I, yeah. I heard a lot of players complaining about you know the, the pucks not bouncing the proper way. They can't get the proper feel on the puck. You know, what 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 is your what do you what is your take on that? As far as you know, technology having a bouncing puck is uh, makes things very difficult out there, especially in the skill game that you're seeing today with all the stick work they're doing. Mm. So that could be annoying. But that that sensor that they put in the puck, I'm not surprised it's bouncing. You're pretty much changing the whole you know physics of it. Um, but it's going to unlock a lot of cool things for broadcast specifically. Like when you're watching a game. Being able to see how hard a guy shot the puck, how how long the pass was, um, and it's going to lead to other different things like putting sensors on their bodies in the boards, and what you can do with those GPS coordinates and how that can impact the game, and and it really just goes down to collecting more data. So like they're collecting data on every single thing that's happening on the ice now, um, and that's why the players are a little skeptical about that, but. You know, everything we see out there is all data, and then that's where the AI stuff comes in. It's like, how do you make sense of all this data? And it's pretty fascinating stuff that they're doing. Man, uh, I have a question. Uh, you know, I want to push back a little bit on your uh, your time at with the Bruins. Uh, yeah. Was there a certain moment or a time where you had to, like, pinch yourself and tell yourself, like, man, I'm actually, I'm actually here working, you know, with a professional team uh uh go into that was there a moment or time where you just was like wow i'm really here you know yeah it was cool um my you know the very first day of training camp when i walked into the bruins and i saw some of these guys like patrice bergeron chara uh claude julian was the coach and you know i was kind of like oh my god this is uh this is something else. And then, you know, you, you just get right in, you get right to work and you kind of forget about that stuff. But then over the course of the four years, there's always stuff that pops up, you know, like the first time you step onto the plane and you're just like, wow, what am I, why am I here? Like, this is crazy. You go into the hotels that you're staying at, you know, it, it's kind of that first year is pretty special. Everything almost seems like you're looking around um, and just, you know, being grateful for, for where you're at. The Stanley cup finals was obviously a, that was just an incredible experience. You know, I, I, I looked around a couple of times and just soaked it all in. Um, but, you know, there's also times where you, you get so lost in, in what you're doing. You know, you're, right. we're working, you're working around the clock. Sometimes you're not seeing the light of day for a couple of days and, you know, you can get lost in it for sure. So it is good to take those moments out to, you know, be grateful for, for what you got. It's the grind, right? It's the grind. It is, a, it is an absolute grind. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if people really uh, understand how much of a grind it is. You know, we you watch the games every night, and it's just like, hey, they're there on TV. And but there's so much work that goes in. You know, the equipment guys, the trainers, every single day working 10, 12, 12 hour days, seven days a week. It's uh, 
it's a tilt and it's a, it's a full <laughs> tilt. <laughs> so I, I have, I have a special request. I have two young Bruins fans. Okay. Two wow. young Bruins fans watching right now. You know, one of them, he's a diehard. He's a goalie. He loves to harass. His name is Matthew. His brother is Christopher. You know, what advice would you give to them to, to, you know, pretty much get on the ice and, and become a future Bruin? Wow. Well, first of all, Matthew and was it Chris? Chris. Matthew and Chris. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah. I mean, you just got to get out there and keep playing and keep working. You know, every day that you put in the time, you're going to get that much better. And I think what's going to end up setting you apart is just that work ethic that you can develop. So keep putting in the time, even sometimes when you're like, I don't want to go out on the ice or I don't want to go shoot pucks or, you know, this, I don't see anything coming from this. Just, just keep doing it. Cause over time that's going to compound and your skills will develop. Someone's going to go take a nap and you're going to go shoot pucks and you know, you'll be better than him in the long run. So it all comes down to work ethic really and studying the game, but just have fun with it too. If you're, what are they? 11 years old. I, one of them, I, th- I believe, is eleven. The other one, I think, uh, I think my my oldest daughter has a crush on him. I think he's I think he's seven or eight. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, they're young. Very young. <laughs> yeah, just have fun at that point. Just just have fun. You know, enjoy it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's but great, um, man. hopefully just, he's just... good. If your daughter has a crush on him. <laughs> no dating. Ariana, no I know dating. you're watching. No dating, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Until I'm out of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, you've you've traveled the world with this team. I know you've gone to China, you know, you you've you've you know, there's pictures of you on the Great Wall with the team, you know, that, that crazy trip where, you know, who is it? Pasternak's on, on Marshan's shoulders <laughs> running down the great yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. you know, just, just going back to, you know, traveling, what would you say is your, your favorite city to go to? Oh man. Or yeah, even favorite country. Favorite country. Well, China was a, was an experience. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'd end up going to China without uh, being part of the team that year. And that was incredible. It's a crazy place over there. It's like a, it's literally a whole entire new world, but, um, in the, in the States in North America, my favorite city that I like to go to is always, you know, Vancouver was up there as one of my favorites. Um, I did like going back down to Nashville and visiting with my old, uh, my old people down there. That was always a fun time. Um, but yeah, I'd say Vancouver is probably my number one. Wow. Uh, yeah. Canadians, man. <laughs> Canada's great. Canada's know, great. But... People up there, super nice. And Vancouver's beautiful. It's like up in the northwest. Rains a little bit, but you know, you got these huge mountains. People are super nice to you. And they're all they love hockey up there, which is the other part. Like here in the States, you put on ESPN, you're not gonna see a highlight from you know ever. From hockey. You go up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, from hockey. <laughs> you go up there, you know, commercials or hockey players, everything is around hockey. Local news is showing hockey and it's just it has an energy to it. So when you go up to Canada and you're in those stadiums, it's it's a whole different game. It's fun. You eat the uh, the poutine fries up there. <laughs> I've eaten some fries in my day. Go to Timmy's, <laughs> get yourself a nice uh, coffee and a cruller. Oh yeah, tidbits all day. <laughs> a lot of the coaches I worked with were Canadian, so there was a constant battle about Dunkin' Donuts versus Tim Hortons, and it was oh, uh, 
It's never ending. They're both not very good, but. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you a Starbucks guy? I'm a whatever's the strongest guy. So I got to stay awake somehow doing 15-hour days watching 12 hockey games a day. So whatever's going to keep me awake is what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that was, I have a question about it, man. Like, you know, do you think the sport of hockey gets enough recognition than it sh- as it should be, or do you think there's some there's some improvement that needs to be done with the sport of hockey? I don't think the sport of hockey needs any improvement. Um, I think it's very underestimated, but I think a lot of that just goes to it doesn't have as much exposure as the other sports, at least in the United States. Um that so the improvements i'd say would just be on we need tv deals like the commissioner probably needs to market his players a little bit better yeah. um they did just sign a big contract with espn so i'm hoping there's going to be some some more um, highlights getting shown but the skill level of these guys the athleticism of what they're doing out there on the ice i think it's really underestimated here um and hopefully when you start seeing highlights and you're going to start seeing some of the goals these guys are scoring or how tough they are and you know, playing after getting their jaw broken and just wearing a face mask and going right back out there the next shift. Like that's the type of stuff that people just need to see. And then you're going to get in there. The other thing that's tough about hockey that other sports kind of benefit from is hockey is the type of game that you need to see live to be able to see how fast it is. So when you watch it on TV, like it slows down dramatically. So a lot of times you'll hear people that are like go to their first game and then they're hooked afterwards because they're like, holy shit, that was so fast. Like I can't believe they're doing what they're doing on skates that fast and they're beating the shit out of each other and they're scoring all these highlight real goals. <laughs> you know, so it's like you got to see it. You got to get that energy. You put it on TV and like it's, it, it really slows it down. Plus back in the day during the 90s, they literally had to do that tail on the puck just so you could see where the puck was. It's so fuzzy. Yes, we didn't uh, have like HD TV. So I was yeah. like, I think, uh, yeah, they just gotta, they just gotta get better at, you know, marketing the players and getting the, getting the game out there for people. I don't think it helps that, uh, hockey players take the, uh, they take the pay cut, you know, when it comes to these other professional sports. They're, uh, hockey players are a down to earth bunch, like big time. They don't have the egos. There are egos, but they're just, you know, they're not getting, they're not getting paid nearly as much and they're just salt of the earth people, you know, it's, <laughs> but as they get those deals, like TV rating deals that come in and those salaries will start going up. And, but it is crazy. I think the highest paid player in the NHL makes less than like a bench player in the NBA. So, wow. Really? Yeah. Insane. I mean, the bet, the highest paid player in the league right now, I think he's making 12 million bucks a year. That's it. And like, wow. yeah. And like most, <laughs> most guys are probably making, I know that's it. Most guys are probably making. <laughs> I'm lucky if I see that in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, compared to like all the other, the, like you saying, like all the, the other sports, man, 12 million yeah. is small, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't As for me, like I'm learning the game of, of hockey and, you know, I didn't know that, that, you know, that's yeah. the highest, um, type of money that certain players can get, you know? Yeah. Majority of them aren't even getting close to that either. I think there's like a handful of guys that are making above 10 and they're superstars. Like they're generational players that you're not going to see come around too often. 
and they're making 10, but most guys are probably making, you know, your third, fourth line guys might be making a million, 1.2, maybe 2 million. Um, and like the stress they're putting on their bodies and just, you know, it's crazy. They, they should probably should get paid more, but you know, that comes with TV deals and all that TV stuff. Deals. Right. Yeah. So it drives everything. It's the broadcast money. It's the yeah. advertisements. And the other leagues do a good job. Like commissioners, the NBA commissioner, MLB, like MLBs again, that probably needs to change the actual structure of the game to get people to watch it a little more. You know, it's uh, funny. They're during, just during super COVID. good at during COVID, I, I watched a lot of uh, Korean baseball, and you know they, really? that it's it's like they have so many different rules in the MLB, and it's like they if they're tied, they don't play past the eleventh or twelfth inning. They call it a tie, and then yeah, I think they wild. have a pitch clock or something. But it's it's like these small adjustments need to be added to baseball. You know, yeah. looking long forward games. to a nice long summer. Uh, but I got a question coming in on coming in from YouTube. Uh, who was the best player you've seen on film? Seen on film or, or in, or in person. Um, I mean, Connor McDavid is just, he's a special player. He is incredibly fast. He's incredibly skilled. He's probably the best player that I've seen. Um, overall. So, yeah. If you get a chance, like he's the type of guy where they start pumping highlights on the ESPN, you see what this kid's doing, you're like, oh my God. He's basically floating above the ice, doing stuff with the puck that, you know, afterwards you're like, how did that happen? Um, he's a good player. There's a lot of good players out there. I mean, like David Posenak for the Bruins, he's another one of those guys that's just his skill level is off the charts. And he's such a fun player. Like they should market him up you know, pretty good because he, he gets a crowd going. He's so good and he's such a good kid. Uh, I think it's funny yeah. how they rip him for his tape job. But then then once you find out the story behind why he tapes his stick the way he does, it's, that's a yeah. completely different story. I know. Salt of the earth yeah. guy, right? There. He's funny. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, he's that tape job. the time. He's the time. <laughs> he's a good kid. So I'm moving forward. Um, you know, what are what are you what are you doing right now? I know you said that you're you're not doing anything with sports right now. You had something in the works, but COVID kind of you know screwed that up. Uh, so so what are you doing now? Yeah. So basically, after the Stanley Cup run, I made the decision to uh, to step away from you know being on the team side of things and just look for a new opportunity. So I, I saw a lot of opportunities in technology and sports, and I wanted to keep going down that path instead of following more of like the coaching path. That wasn't really, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, so I, I ended up leaving. I got a job uh, with a company in Boston. It was a startup company called Data Robot. And I just wanted to try, you know, something different. Um, you know, I went to school for business. So I ended up getting into that and they were, they had a sports division. So data robot is a automated machine learning company and they've basically built a way to automate how you build AI platforms. Just it's pretty insane. The technology they had, but they had a sports division and they had this guy that was running uh, their sport department. Uh, this guy, Andrew Engel, he was a data scientist that was just obsessed with um, analytics and sports. And they were using their platform to try and, you know, get involved with teams. And then there's another guy there named Ari Kaplan. Ari was one of the guys that worked with Billy Bean. He was one of the first uh, 
developers of Sabermetrics uh, Baseball. So I went there. I got involved in a like a sales role. Uh, used some of my connections and my you know knowledge of of uh, the sport and just helped them kind of expand into that area. COVID hit. They, they you know they laid off about 300 people, uh, which was like half the company at the time. So had to make a little bit of a pivot. I know that was crazy. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a bummer, but I ended up finding a job now or what I'm doing. I'm a director of sales at a company called Airworks and it's another AI company. They're a, um, we've developed a software that takes drone data and, uh, turns it into, um, turns it into drawings for engineers, which is a little different than what I'm doing, but I have stayed involved in the technology side of things. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to, you know, I don't know if it's going to be some sort of consulting type role, uh, but there's so much opportunity like startups that are developing and taking advantage of the, you know, the analytics and the fan engagements and the, and the daily sports and the draft Kings and all that. Like there is so much opportunity out there. And um, I want to be involved in those, you know, those companies and try and help them, you know, get into teams or just figure out how to navigate that professional landscape. Um, so that's kind of where, where I'm heading, but open-ended i'm just having fun with it that's one thing i've always been curious to know you know when it comes to draft kings and fan duel what what, how they get their you know actual stats for how you build your lineup you know how they how they pretty much predict what their what their scores will be it's like how do you know that's ai basically all artificial intelligence is is it's predictive analytics so you're just using all these crazy you know different different uh probabilities using the data and you're just saying what's the probability that this is going to happen and now that we have so much data historical data player data uh they can those probabilities are a lot more accurate and with all the advancements and computer chips and computer technology you can make pretty accurate predictions so that's a lot of the stuff that we did on on team side you know every day we would generate analytic reports on the team that we were about to play and based on their lineup based on our last couple games based on our last games versus them their last games against other teams you'd be able to make a prediction about you know how many goals are we should we score in this game how many you know expected goals are there and then, you know, after the game, you basically take that sheet, you look at what actually happened and you figure out, you know, you know, why didn't we score this amount of goals? Was it the goalie that had a bad game? Did our systems break down somewhere? Um, so literally everything is, is predicting, but it's all, it's all the data that they have available. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. I'll blow your mind with another <laughs> one. They, they got, uh, it's a lot to take in for sure, but. So the, the company, the uh, data robot, they, they work with a lot of um, soccer teams. So whether it's European or MLS, they're some of the most advanced, uh, advanced sports programs around. So you're looking at Real Madrid and Manchester U, you know, they invest so much money into technology. It is unbelievable. So there's a company or one of the teams in, um, I think it's Salt Lake. I'm not sure, but basically they have, they have youth programs all the way from their nine years old all the way up and they'll host these camps and, you know, they're collecting, they're collecting data on you. They're taking your measurements, they're taking your heights, they're tracking you from the time you're nine years old all the way up. They're looking at, you know, your goals scored and your the games that you're playing and all this sort of stuff. And 
they're taking that data and they're trying to make predictions on who's going to be a good player by the time they're old enough to be in, you know, in the pros or in the MLS. And they've had a lot of success with identifying talent super early on. And instead of bringing them on to their team, they'll sign them to a contract. They'll loan them to the European teams when they're really young so that they kind of get the exposure develop their talent. They'll loan them there for millions of dollars to these European teams. And then once they're at this certain age where they predict that they're at their peak time, they, they get them back and they bring them into their system here in the MLS. And wow. it's just like they're, they're, the stuff that you can do with predicting performance and it doesn't work all the time. Like it's not right. super easy to do, but um, that's the level of like detail you can get with some of these stats. Now it's, it's insane. How big does injuries play a part in that? Huge. So that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. They, um, predicting it, predicting injury, but also, uh, using like, um, a lot of the data that you can get fitness and, and to how fast can we get them back from injury? So that's the other mm -hmm. thing. So you're trying to prevent injuries. So they have, um, there's a company called catapult where you wear these sensors, heart rate monitors. Uh, it's basically like a giant, uh, fitness band, like a whoop strap or something. And you wear that on the ice, you wear that during your workouts and it's just collecting a ton of data and they'll be able to tell all the way down to how much load you're exerting on individual legs to see wow. like if all of a sudden, you know, you had a decrease in load on, on one side and you, you've had hip surgery five years ago, like they'll be proactive and saying, Hey, sit this one out or let's change your workout routine, either strengthen that or try not to strain it. Um, so all that's about pre preventing injuries before they happen. And then, you know, when you get somebody that does get injured, how fast can we, you know, get them back on the ice? And a lot of it is because if you get your star player that's out, like what that does to um, like revenue and, and fan engagement, like you need your big players on the ice because they bring in all the money. So they want to try and get you, want to keep you from being injured, but they want to get you back as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Capitalism wins sometimes. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I was telling you earlier. It's like <laughs> the owners, tell the owners to pause the season. <laughs> I had, uh, I had one guy on Instagram ask, uh, What's it like to be that handsome? <laughs> oh my! God. <laughs> I tell my buddies to get get a life. <laughs> no, but who's the? Uh, uh, I had another question on Instagram. Who's the best chirper for the Bruins? Oh, that's that's Brad Marchant <laughs> by <I> far. <laughs> yeah, Without you can't beat him. You can't beat him. <laughs> that he knows how to get under your skin. He's a good guy. He's a good guy though. He's, he's just super smart. He knows, he knows how to get under your skin, throw you off your game and it only makes him get better. So the more he's chirping, the more dialed in he's in or the more dialed in he is. Uh, but yeah, yeah he's he going can, through that. What picking, picking people's noses a couple of years ago. Yeah. He might've taken it a little <laughs> far there. <laughs> he was doing some crazy shit. Out there, he's a good guy. Yeah. When you're when you're going that hard all the time, you're gonna cross right. the every now and again. Yeah. Right. Right. No, it's funny you it's funny you bring up, you know, the, the hockey players are down to earth. I remember the Bruins, I, I think it was it must have been like 2014, 15. It was a Saturday. They had a a day game. I think it was against the Capitals. And anyways, we, we ended up going out uh to Julep. And of course, what do you know? I, I'm going to the bathroom. 
and I hear some guy. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, uh, Mashi's here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna deke him out. I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, and then all of a sudden, I walk back to my wife and I see Dougie Hamilton. I'm like, oh, wow. So, so. It's a big boy. And then, and then, you like, looking behind me, I'm like, yeah, you're a tall guy yourself. Man, I'm six. <laughs> I have the picture. I have the picture. I'll post it. But uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, that that luscious strawberry blonde hair that he had, you know. <laughs> But then all of a sudden I look behind me and, you know, I'm back to back against Milan Lucic. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then Marshan was over in the corner. Krejci, my, you know, my, my wife had a huge crush, uh, crush on Krejci. But, you know, what woman doesn't? Uh, yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's like, like you said, they're so down to earth. And I was just sitting there talking to him like the whole night. Yeah. Trying to get pictures. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> trying to get your wife a picture. Yeah, oh, yeah we got no, the picture. Good, Trust me, guys. we got the picture. <laughs> oh, I bet. I don't think Not he understood yeah. what I was saying. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, they're good guys. They like to have fun. They like to go to the bar. They like to, you know, they re- they really are super down to earth, which is awesome. They're just really talented at what they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you touch you touch based on it a little bit. Uh, you know, 2019 was the Stanley Cup run. Uh, fortunately, we didn't get that that win. Uh, but how was that playoff run? You know, how was the the atmosphere, the the energy with the team? Yeah, that that was a special time. Um, it sucks because we lost. So I have this like, you know, I I almost try not to think about it at all. When I do think back to like the first round, second round, like those are some of the most unbelievable times. We were buzzing. We were just playing, you know, super, super well. We had great chemistry um, going into it, and it felt like we couldn't lose. And we were, you know, we were flying. Um, who do we play? The 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 win against Tampa. Like once we got past them, in my head I was like, we're going all the way. Like there's no chance. Because Tampa was unbelievable that year, and. Um, Got through them. Obviously, we got through Toronto. They had an insane team. I think we went full seven games with them too. Um, so, like getting through those two guys, it was like, yeah, we're we're good to go. And then we got. I think we got lucky because people. Did we even play Tampa? I don't know. It feels like it was so long ago, but uh, we got lucky because a lot of big names got got upset. They got bounced on. early. Yeah. Yeah. So Tampa got I think bounced. The, capital, right? the Capitals. Up. The Capitals got capitals bounced, got and that bounced. was the easiest path to pl- to the uh, to it the was, finals. It was. That's why it was like yeah. when they were out and we were winning. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's a, it's ours to lose at this point because we had a really good team that year. But yeah, all the stars were aligning, and uh, we felt really good. And we went into St. Louis, and they played a different game, they, and but we still felt good against them. It was just it was tough. You know, we sat after the Carolina series. For like a week and a half, two weeks, which you know it's never good. It's not an excuse or anything, but it was tough. And then yeah, we lost Game Seven at home. Still, still kills me. Mm. Still kills me. But it was a good run. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Of at fun least, at home. least we made it to Game Seven on home ice during that one. You know, what was it 2013? We lost to the Blackhawks. Yeah, that was tough. Game Six, I think it was. Was it? Yeah. Was it Game Six? Uh, yeah, I don't it was know. Game that's, Six. It's always it's always tough to watch, you know, your home teams lose in those big spots. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't easy. Like I said, I've uh, like almost buried it from my mouth. <laughs> sorry about the, uh, the remote. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I work with a kid now from St. Louis and 
Oh. Every time I look at him, I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> did did you good. see? Did you see any? Uh, I know there's a huge difference. You know the 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 style of coaching between Claude Julian and Bruce Cassidy. You know what's what's the difference in you know. Uh, I don't know if you can say it, but who did you like, you know, actually working under uh, when it came to them? Yeah, they're, they're both very good guys and they both have their own uh, personalities and styles of coaching and just, you know, how they handle themselves. And I couldn't pick one over the other. They're, they're both awesome. Claude, he was, um, he was just, he was an old school coach. You know, he, he was very, kind of rigid in, in his beliefs and his philosophies. And I think he might've had a harder time adapting to like the new game and the new players, which might've hurt him, but he had a great run. Like he, I think he was, he lasted a long time in Boston. And at some point, you know, you, it's not that you lose the room, but you just need a fresh, you need a fresh voice in there, especially when you have players like that were with him as they grew, you know, through the system, like Krejci and March and Bergeron and those guys. I think you just need a new voice to, to jumpstart it. But Claude was awesome. He's a personality. We had a lot of fun. Uh, super smart guy, like works so hard. And then Bruce took over and he's one of the smartest guys around, like hockey mind, but also just sports in general. And it was unbelievable to, to work under him because he would, we'd be, you know, we'd be at the games beforehand and settling in before, um, you know, before puck drop, he'd put on, you know, if it was curling or if it was golf or if it was literally any sport that was on TV, he would just sit in front of the TV and analyze the game. And he would, if it was golf, he would call the club they were going to use. He would call the distance. He would call where they were going to go, like where the ball was going to go, how many strokes he was going to get in. And it would happen. If it was curling. He would map out the whole strategy. And I would just, he'd just be doing it in his head, talking out loud. And I'd be looking at him. This guy is unbelievable. He was just a strategist in, in all things, and he was super smart. Um, yeah, it was funny. The, the differences between them two is that Bruce on the lunat on the bench is a little nuts. Like he gets very passionate. He, he can like he can blow a gasket on the bench, but then you know days days off, he's super calm, super mellow, and just gets his work done. It was almost the opposite with Claude. Claude was calm on the bench. You know, he, he didn't really get too flustered too often, especially with the players. But uh, practice days, he was he was maniac. So that was an adjustment. And I know you've been you've been to quite a few winter classics. You know what what was your most memorable one? Um, don't say Gillette was, when we got blown out by the uh, Canadians. Well, that, that one was brutal. I don't think we had. But Marshy didn't play that game. I think he was suspended. We got killed. It was freezing cold. Uh, but it was cool to be at Gillette. The second one up in uh, Notre Dame, that was awesome. They did such a good job with that. And I know you don't like Notre Dame, but that campus is beautiful. <laughs> like they they uh, they transformed the stadium, and it was, they just put on such a good time. And I like the theme. I think it was like a 1920s kind of uh, you know old school theme they did. So that was fun. I liked that uh, Lake They're Tahoe good, this yeah. year. Oh, I know. I was jealous. I couldn't be there. That was <laughs> like since I've left, I haven't had too many times where I was like, oh, like I really wish I was back. There's parts that I miss of it big time, but I don't. You know, the grind was it was the grind. But uh, when I saw that Tahoe game, I was like, fuck! I wish I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
dress up in those old school uh, snow s- <laughs> ski suits. Yeah, they went 1980s theme, right? When we uh, the one other dam, it was the 20s. It was uh, they did a Peaky Blinders uh, theme. So like all the players had a custom suit guy come out there and set them up with these nice three piece suits and all these gangster hats and all that from back <laughs> in the day. Uh, so that was fun too. They're good like that. The Bruins have such a good uh, team chemistry and like team leadership there. Well, we'll do fun stuff like that. Like I remember the other teams were just coming in regular suits. Like it was a regular game. They weren't really having fun with it, but you know, they got a good locker room in there. Uh, I mean, I know, I know you've been in the locker room. I'm not trying to blow up anybody's spot, but have you seen any like crazy pranks <laughs> from, from some of the players? I know I've seen I've seen some of them on like behind the B, you know shows like that. But yeah, you know. they people have fun with it. I mean, these guys are sometimes it feels like they're just big kids, you know, that are just still playing the sport and still having fun. I'm trying to think of any actual pranks, you know. There's always random things like you know cutting the center of your skate laces down or putting tape on the bottom of your blades. So when they step on the ice, they fall. <laughs> There's all sorts of things like that happening, you know, jokes that they're, that they're busting, but none really stick out. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun time when you're on the road, you know, it's just a bunch of guys you're, you're having a, you're picking on each other. That's for sure. Is there any uh, rookie duties for the rookies? Like with the veterans? I wouldn't say duties like on the day-to-day throughout the year but there's always a rookie party um like initiation type thing and those are those are fun i don't really make them do anything like insane or like hazing but you know they, they have a i think they pick up the tab on the team dinner and which is not cheap at all so like that's hazing enough when i saw the first bill i was like okay i'm not paying for that but yeah it's fun Oh, that's great! That's great. <laughs> man, that's crazy. You got anything Sometimes. else, Charles? Yeah, I got, I got uh, uh, two more questions, man. Uh, you know, cool. your time with the Bruins. Uh, what did you learn from, you know, from the game of hockey, or if any? Yeah, what did you learn more, or, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like I stepped away. Um, work ethic, I guess, would be the number one thing. Like every day you went into work and, you know, like we talked about before, it was a grind, like hardcore grind. And getting very minimal hours of sleep. But every single day you go in there, like people are bringing it, everything they've got every single day. No matter if you had one hour of sleep, if you lost the game, if you won the game, people are bringing it. And there are some players that were at the Bruins, you know, like, uh, Chara, Bergeron, like a lot of these guys that, you know, you lose a game, they're in the weight room. We're late for the bus taking off to hit the plane because they're in the weight room doing extra sets or extra squats or something like that. You know, so I learned, I learned professionalism. I learned a work ethic um, and it's helped me big time, you know, since I've left that world, you know, I don't, you don't see it in everybody, you know, everybody has not have that drive to, and that work ethic and that team first attitude. Uh, so I, I definitely got that instilled in me throughout, you know, my career there, which I'm super grateful for, for sure. So, and, uh, you know, my last, my last question for you, man, do you have a top five, uh, 
hockey player of all all time? Top five of all time. God. Um, I mean, you got to go with the greats. I didn't get to watch a lot of these guys. Like Wayne Gretzky is obviously one of the best players that ever played the game, but I didn't really watch him growing up. Um, so I'll, I'll keep it to the guys that I was around, you know, my when I was working in there. Patrice Bergeron is probably my number one. He is like – he is such a good dude, an unbelievable pro. His work ethic is absolutely insane. Um, you know, I like uh, Connor McDavid. I mentioned him, really good player. I think uh, Pasternak is, you know, very special. Um, there's so many. I mean, Alexander Ovechkin, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, he's got one of the best shots in the game. He's an absolute animal. Sidney Crosby. It's tough to pick a top five. And everyone's so, like, I know them on such a, not personally, but on such different levels of kind of what types of player they are. So it's almost like you need a top five in a different category. Right, yeah, but yeah. Patrice, Ovechkin, Sidney, uh, McDavid. And, you know, I, I like Connor. Connor, I mean, um, uh, what the hell is his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name. But Matthew's from uh, Toronto. Like, he's a... He's a nice. He's a. He's like a hip young player. He's incredibly talented, and uh, yeah, he has fun with the game. So, man, there's so much talent. I guess it's, that's it. insane. Oh, it's crazy, and they're all like they're you know, they're 18 years old now, coming into the league. It's like, wow, <laughs> they feeding you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the performance. It's all the video that's available out there. It's all the training that you can get. It's all like the, you know fitness like these guys are coming back in the day they used to say the training camp was when you sweat out all the booze that you drank over the summer and, <laughs> you know like guys would be showing up like 30 pounds overweight and you would just go to training camp try to survive it and then by the time like you get 20 games into the season you're actually playing shape nowadays these kids are just like they're on programs all throughout the year you know they're working on their craft there's there's so much stuff you can do and skill level is insane especially at such young ages i like seeing too like even in basketball they have the average age of college teams versus you know the the pro team in that city and yeah. like the college guys are older than the pros it's wild <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah oh man but anyways i mean i uh, all my questions have been answered. I'm not taking any more yeah. of these questions on Instagram. They're uh, they're a little wacky. You got, you got to tell your old you got to tell your old BU and MC buddies to to quiet down over there. I'll stick uh, Mr. McEnany and uh, Mr. Bacchino on them. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard those days in a long time. It's hilarious. Yeah, I got to get my buddies uh, under control. <laughs> that's that's why I had to ask you what what questions are, are off limits. Because yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not bringing up any of this stuff. Yeah, they're a little off but, sides. But you are, you are a handsome, you are a handsome man. I must say. <laughs> you. You're making me turn red. See how red I am? I'm nervous. That's 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 a good that's a good drinking water of Malden right there. That's, that's that Easty tap. Easty tap. Uh, <laughs> oh, Anyways, it's uh, I mean, it's it's been real talking to you. It's been real catching up with you. I mean, we, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've talked to you in you know, years. I mean, we back and forth a couple times on social media, but yeah, yeah I think I yeah, think the first cool. time the first time I saw you was like three years ago, 
and I'm watching the Bruins game, and all of a sudden they're they're doing like the intros. It was like the first game they're doing the intros of everybody on the bench, and all of a sudden I see you. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of texts that night. That was my favorite <laughs> night of the year because most of the time, you know, I'm underneath in the locker room, just you know, getting no FaceTime. So that first game of every year, I was like, all right, here's my time. Here's, here's my, my time, time. shine. <laughs> One of the years, in. I think it was, I think it was my first year. You know, I was all excited and, and nervous or whatever. And, you know, you're supposed to go out in, in a certain, like, order. So they call us out. And something happened with Claude where it's like, he forgot his tie or, like, I don't even know what happened. He wasn't ready. So I ended up going out. And I'm just standing there, like, having a good time looking up into the crowd, like, you know, thinking I'm awesome and just enjoying <laughs> it. And all of a sudden, I just get a crush on, the, on my side, and I look over, and it's Claude because he was trying to get by me, and I'm just standing there, like <laughs> looking up at everybody. And if you watch the tape, he's like looking up at me, like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, get out of my <laughs> move out of the bench." So, that was fun. I was like, oh, "Sorry, coach." That was my first year. Like, I didn't even barely knew him at the time. Fired. Said it with that nice Canadian accent too. Yeah, that wasn't not, not very nice about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a fun guy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah it was cool yeah. catching up with you guys for sure. Yeah, as well. And uh, you know, once once you get uh, started with you know all this other stuff, we'd we'd love to you know pick your brain when it comes to technology because, like I said, you know, you're seeing more and more technology in all these sports, and it's just it's it's like you said, insane. And you could just go on for days and and yeah. days, and it's you know it, it is crazy seeing you know technology and where it's where it's started and where you know it started with the the tail on the puck <laughs> you know yeah, moving yeah. forward to where we're, where, where we're at now and it's just it's it's mind-blowing yeah. yeah i'd be happy to come on uh i'm happy to come on this was fun there, there there's so much going on out there and um you know with technology the, the cool part about it too is not everyone can make it to the pros or make it to working for a team but now there's all these other kind of companies that are starting up and there's opportunities to stay in the game and stay close to the game, you know, without uh, ending up in the pros before. I was like, if you don't play, then you just watch it on TV, but now you, you can get just good. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's been great, man. You know, like we tell our guests, man, we hope we made you feel comfortable. You know, we just, you know, three, three people talking sports, talking about your personal journey. And, uh, you know, again, man, we appreciate you for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you for inviting me. And also, this was a good time, so I'm happy to come back. And if you find yourself over in Eastie, let me know. We'll grab a Santara. Yeah, yeah, we're right down the street. Yeah, hell up. yeah. I don't know if I'll end we'll up in play, Ashford we'll and anytime stick soon. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I find myself here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I get lost, I'll give you a call. Eastville, it's quiet. I told you, come out to Mount Watatic. It's it's yeah. You know, we we climbed it. We I think we only went up a mile, but. You know, my my f almost five year old daughter, she walked it no problem, and it was oh, yeah. icy too. So, but I know you're yeah. adventurous. I know you like to do all these crazy things. But hey, you know. <laughs> I'll get out there. I'll get out. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, like all I right, said, bro. you know, it's 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 been real, and uh, it was definitely great catching up with you. And uh, yeah, likewise. We'll stay. We gotta do it again. Gotta go hit up. I look forward to up. it. Hit up some Dever Park and get some, uh, you know, old Chevers for his IC games going. Basketball. I like that. I like that. Me and, <laughs> me and Romario Benich will come. We'll oh come God, down. no! Track down no, Craig no, Cooper. No. <laughs> Craig Cooper's doing it. He's doing eating competitions. 
<laughs> is a, I haven't seen Greg in a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah me and Brendan versus you two, and we'll get it going. Oh, <laughs> it's on. Yeah, yeah, that. I know Brendan. I know Brendan's watching. I know you're watching. Yeah, he's watching. <laughs> he, he loves uh, it. He's ready to go for sure. And just as long as he got his hair cut, that's all that matters. Why <laughs> did he have? Was he growing it out? Oh, he had like. Yeah. Oh, he said yeah. right there. He's in. He goes. He's in. He goes he goes, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> you know that. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, if you go back like yeah. two episodes ago, you, you'll see him come on. He's got this huge afro, <laughs> orange yeah, afro. Love that. <laughs> love that. Told you, Brian yeah. Scalabrini for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> well, cool. Good to uh, you, fellas. I appreciate you uh, having me on. All right, brother. Yeah, we Take appreciate care, you. Right. We'll talk Take it easy, JP. All right. That was awesome. Wow. Great. Man. Not Great uh yeah, it it just comes down to you know, like I said, you know, you see it all the time with this technology and sports, and that's that's basically what it's going to come down to, and it's it's just mind blowing. It's it mind blowing to see where it's where it's come from and where it's going. Can but, you imagine uh, where it's going to be like ten years from now? It's going to be insane. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have robotic legs on LeBron James, <laughs> and uh, you know. <laughs> Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant with his you know robotic Achilles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, man! Yeah, by the way, JP. me and Kevin, me and Kevin are not related. This is my real last name. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> uh, Kevin. What's going on? How you doing, brother? <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. Shout out JP, man. That was that was a great, uh, uh, great time talking with him, man. Um, you know, and shout out to you for coming on, man. We appreciate you. It's definitely a different, you know, different aspect and different angle because you know, I, I would love to have more, you know, you know, people from the coaching staff, you know, come on and, and yeah. you know, talk through their stories about how they game plan and, you know, how they look at other, you know, even looking at JP, you know, film and, you know, breaking down film, sports, everything, yeah. you know, just, just plays and everything. Uh, but I don't know. We uh, want to take a quick break and then we'll hop into some uh, some good games. We got we got we got we got Celtics going off. In about uh, forty-five minutes, I want to. I want to go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> I want to go ahead. I have. <laughs> I have Sorry, a little carried away. <laughs> I have a few takes I need to retract, but. Uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to take a break. We'll, we'll come back into your that ain't the half. Art gets worse as I get older. Actions become bold. Heart got cold. Chip on my shoulder that I didn't to touch. Didn't need a click because I scared it that much. One deep with the starting for kicks. Catching Vicks, throwing bricks. Getting by, being slick. Used to get high just to get by. Yo, your niggas must be out your fucking mind Yo, Thinking shit. dog can't pull another motherfucking yeah. rabbit out the hat Think I ain't gonna trick up my motherfucking speed, you bitch ass nigga Fuck that niggas, nigga That niggas think I'm doing just sitting around doing nothing Oh my god, y'all niggas can't be serious Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at Had a nigga in the car 
right. Let's hop back into some NBA. Um, you know, let's let's talk with, about the Celtics, man. How how do you feel about the Celtics? And they're uh, you know they're on a nice little winning streak. Uh, you know, they're kind of they're, they're kind of shutting us up a little bit. But uh, like I was just telling you, you know, I, I'm st- I still need to see a little bit more. Wait, waiting for Evan Fournier to come back, see what it really look like. But you know, I just love the energy. I think I tweeted this a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, when they played against the Blazers, I said I wouldn't mind if they they lose that lose that game because they're playing with effort and they're playing yeah. with more heart and uh, and more intensity. You see Marcus Smart diving on the floor, getting mm-hmm. back, getting a steal. Um, but you know, how do you feel about how how they're playing, man? Because for me, man, I just love I just love their their focus. They're talking more on defense. They're moving the ball. Brad Stevens seems like you know himself. He seems like he just needed, you know, that 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 those dark times in, in the beginning of the season, and now they're they're heating right up in the playoffs. Well, you know how I feel about the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I I have to. I guess I kind of have to do it at this point. Uh, I'm going to retract my past statements about this Celtics team. Oh, for now, time being. Okay, time being. Uh, they're playing against. Uh, I would say the Lakers G League team tonight. Okay, <laughs> they they're just they're just driving around Staples Center. Hey, you want to play tonight? You want to play tonight? <laughs> Passing out jerseys, random numbers to random guys. I'm telling you, get to sit next to LeBron. You get to sit next to. <laughs> oh man. It's crazy. They're like it's it's insane. You know the the Celtics. They're actually favored to win this game, which I'm I, I'm actually not surprised because, like I said, all these players are out. Um, the Celtics. They're they're just blowing my mind at this point. You know, it's. I said they weren't going to win last week. I said they weren't going to win this week. I said they weren't going to win the week before that. I, I said they're not going to win. I said that the second half of the season. I don't know. I think I think the whole entire thing. With Kendrick Perkins lighting a fire up under Jason Tatum, definitely had something to do with the way that they're playing now. And you can see it in Tatum's game. You know, Perk tweeted at him, and you know they they didn't settle their beef on on social media. Uh, Tatum Tatum called Perk. You know, they had the conversation, and, and what the next night he put up uh, 50, 45, 50? 53. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, I think I think it's something like that that needed to happen to this team, you know, because little Bradley's not going to be able to do it. You know, he's he he can't he can't fire this team up. That's why we need to pull somebody like Perk. And, you know, I even heard on the radio. uh, I think it was Felgren Maz saying it yesterday, you know, even getting Rondo. To come in, you know, but I mean, that's that's a little too late. I don't think anybody would take Rondo seriously, but, you know, just just. They definitely need somebody, and I don't think we can rely on Paul Pierce at this point in time. <laughs> hey, shout, shout out Paul Pierce, man. Hey, Boston Celtics, give him a job, please, because Paul Pierce was being himself. He was, uh, being he was. Himself, but unfortunately, I get it. You know, you have a contract. You have to discern requirements. You have to abide by, but he didn't do anything out of the ordinary that, you know, a typical rich single <laughs> man would do <laughs> you know so i you can't I do that know. while you're employed by a disney company all right <laughs> yes kids watching <laughs> but again shout out to the troops man celtics please please uh, do something give them part ownership or 
you know, get him a job or get him a job on the coaching staff. Brad Stevens, you yeah. know, he needs some type of – because I like Brad Stevens. He just needs other guys with him that know the game more. You know what I mean? That's not discrediting all the assistant coaches on that on, – on the Celtics team, but, you know, it's showing. I mean, this is what the – like you said, Dan, it's like what the Celtics need. They need – they unfortunately they're not listening to Brad Stevens, so they need the media to attack them to attack mm-hmm. them. Um, and they and if you think about it, um, Dan, the media are, are attacking this team because I feel me personally, I feel like all these media outlets they feel like the Celtics are championship level. Uh, they have championship level talent, and they just need a you know they need a they, they need to wake up a little bit. And I get it, this COVID COVID times uh it's a weird season, it's a rush season in my opinion, but. I just feel like, man, you got we you got to wake up at certain at a certain point. And I just think I take that out of, as a positive that the media is attacking them because they just want they want the Celtics to wake up. You know what I mean? They just want them to wake up. It's great because I had you know I had such high expectations for this team coming into this season. You know, especially the crappy yeah. season that that you know we got left with over the summer. And yeah. you know, just just seeing what they did, I, I think they they started out pretty strong, didn't they? From what I remember, eight and three. They were and first they, place yeah, in the East. Yeah, and then they and then they started, you know, losing it, and that's when I started saying, "All right, you know, they're they're not playing to their potential. You know, what are they doing? Are they tanking? Are they trying to get a number one pick? You know, what 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 are they trying to do here?" Um, but you know, it, it just comes down to, you know, Kendrick Perkins. Let's go, let's go. I think when he's when he records, he's like sitting in his chair, and you know, the, the cameras the, is the camera looking down at him or up, and he's just like sitting in this king throne, like yeah. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's crazy, but it's unfortunate that you know these outside, like you said, media outlets have to be the ones to start the fire within the organization with with the, within the players, you know. I think I said it last week, you know, who's the actual veteran on the team? Marcus Smart. You can't really rely on him. Yeah, he had a great game, you know, the other night. But where is that every single night? He's still young. He's still young, too. So he's still growing into himself. And but he again, if if anybody watched that Blazers game a few nights ago, Marcus Smart, man, man, he controlled that whole game. He he had the toughest assignment guarding Damian Lillard and. Man, when it came down to it, he he locked in and, and he won that matchup. So again, shout out to you, Marcus Smart. Um, you guys are playing against, like you said, Dan, the D League team tonight. <laughs> um, I, you know, you, I know, my, I'm gonna use my favorite, my favorite uh, saying though. This is a trap game. This is a trap game because of what you're saying. There's a lot of guys out with the LA team. Boston's in LA. They've been in cold weather <laughs> for the past few months. You know, I know they can't really do much outside, but you know, man, that warm when that warm weather hits you, <laughs> you know. So you know, I, I got the Celtics winning, but you know, do uh, but I think it's going to be a tough out because uh, Robert Williams is not playing tonight with knee soreness. So mm. you know, who's gonna? Uh, I don't know if Drummond's playing, but who's gonna? Drummond Drummond will not play tonight. Uh, oh, Markeith okay. Morris will not play tonight. Kyle Kuzma wow. will play. Uh, Marcus All probable. Uh, Wesley Matthews probable. Then you know you pop down to our uh, our man we talked about quite a few weeks ago, Jared Dudley. <laughs> I saw, 
<laughs> and again, shout out to Dar- Jared Dudley. He's a champion. But I saw something today on Instagram <laughs> and some highlights of him last year. <laughs> and then the caption it said, "Man, the the the, uh, the final screwed Jared Dudley. He should have won the the finals MVP." <laughs> uh, that finals man. MVP always goes to LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I see. I don't even see this game close, you know, with no. who do the Lakers have? You know, Kyle Kuzma. That's that's their go to right now. Caruso. They got Caruso. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, come he on. plays hard professor. too. Professor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were over my house last weekend and we were yeah. watching that game and I said the Lakers are gonna win. You, uh, you looked at the Nets and you know, <laughs> God forbid, you know, it was just Kyrie Irving on you know, playing. <laughs> like I said, I looked at you and what did I say? Trap game. <laughs> <laughs> Again, and that, that just goes to show, hey, the Lakers can beat the Nets. Uh, I think Kevin Durant played that game too, yeah. If, no, if they, he was out. Oh, he Kevin, was out? Kevin okay. Durant and Harden were both out. It was, oh, okay. it was just so Kyrie. I think that it. was the game Kyrie got ejected in the third. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did, yeah. So. That's right. You're right, yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers do play hard. They, they're 6-4 and four, um, since LeBron um, went out, so – you know, this is this is and it's the LA versus uh the Lakers versus Celtics uh rivalry. That's always the everyone's always gonna be up for that game. So it's gonna like like I think the Celtics are gonna, you know, they're gonna play their way through it the first half and then turn it up, you know, the second half. Um but it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good game tonight. It's gonna be a good game. Oh, definitely. Celtics are actually gonna win. Oh yeah, woo, definitely. Woo, woo. Definitely. definitely. <sighs> All right, what do we got next year? Yeah, let's 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 go into the Clippers versus Sixers. Uh, man, uh, Philly, Philly is real. If you haven't believed them now, the Sixers are real. Joel Embiid is real. Ben Simmons is real. That whole uh, squad is real. Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, and uh, Curry, Seth Curry, uh, Doc Rivers uh, as the coach. Man, this Philly team is just. I think they're ready. I think this is the time when they're ready. I think they are. Even yeah. though they they beat the Nets without Kevin Durant and uh, and uh, James Harden, um, and a shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge. He just retired today. Um, great, great career. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, heart condition. Um, but I I agree. I agree with him choosing his life over the game. So you know. But uh, again, uh, Philly. Uh, it still was a close game last night when they played against uh, the Nets. But that was like. Uh, boring time, you know, Sixers didn't take them that serious, but you know, Philly's real, but they're coming into a game against the Clippers where they're they're rolling too. Uh, I just saw a stat line since Rondo, the Rondo edition, they're seven and oh, and that's and that's the Rondo effect. And it's like what you said, Dan, that's the type of Rondo effect, need. yeah. <laughs> and 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 man, the, the Clippers got him at the right time because oh, man, yeah. they have they were already a high efficient team on offense, they 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 move the ball well but now you got a point guard that's a pass first point guard that loves to get everybody involved oh man and then when crunch time hits that's where rondo brings it out he's a two-time champion for a reason so um i got the clippers winning this in this game i don't know if Kawhi is going to come come back i don't think he's out yeah Kawhi's out but i mean pg pg's having a great year um definitely is He's shutting up the haters a little bit, but we got to see in the playoffs, PG. We got to see you in the playoffs, and I really want you to get to the finals. You're my Clippers are my my sleeper in the, in the West, so uh, you know why not test yourself against the number one team in the East? 
um, against Philly. So I got the I got the Clippers winning this matchup because they do have toughness. They got they got Markeith Morris. Um, the Clippers do. They got Ibaka. Um, you know, uh, it's just going to be a, a great battle. Uh, Joel Embiid is the factor who can stop him right now. He's playing like an MVP. Um, so, you know, Ben Simmons, um, is still, uh, defense, uh, in my opinion, should win the def- defensive player of the year. So, you know, um, you know, I got the Clippers winning this in a close game for sure. My, my only concern about the Clippers right now is, you know, is Kawhi being out, you know, Paul George yeah. is just going to have to run that whole entire, that, that whole entire, he's, he's going to be yeah. targeted that whole entire game. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, just because, you know, I mean, it's, it, <sighs> I'm going to pick the Sixers, but, you know, just looking at these other teams, you know, looking at the, the, the G league Lakers, you know, they come back and they, they, you know, they, they beat, they beat the nets. You know, they're, they're beating these good teams, the G leaguers. And uh, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's honestly a coin flip, but at the same time, I'm going with the 76ers. And mm. I think, I think we do need to revisit one of our past episodes where we broke down. I think that was before the all-star break um, who we had, uh, going to the playoffs, so we we will revisit that and we'll we'll see how wrong or right we are, and uh, yeah. see if we want to modify anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got the Sixers here. Yeah. Um, I can't. I I, I I just can't back a Clippers team, you know, with, without their leading scorer. Yeah, that's true. And it's going to be a tough task, like you said, for Paul George. That's going to be the Sixers' game plan. You know, maybe trap them every pick and roll. Um, you know, he's going to see a lot of double teams that game, but you know, they got Reggie Jackson, they got Rondo, they got Nicholas Platoon, they got, they got, they got, uh, Terrence Mann, who's a, a guy everybody should be looking out for, uh, you know, and they got Tyron Lue. He's a good coach too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tyron Lue, um, against, uh, Doc Rivers battle of the mind. So that's going to be, a, it's going to be a good game man. defensive game as well. But, uh, you know, you know, it's going to be a good game. So yeah, you got the clip, you got the Sixers, I got the Clippers. Patrick Beverly needs to step it up. Yeah, yeah, he, he really needs to. He really no. You're right, man. You're right. He. I don't know. He's every time I see him, he's on the in his street clothes. You know what I mean? I'm like, I get it. You know, injuries occur, but like, come on, man. They they paying you a lot of money to to hoop. So, and you're an important player for this team in the playoffs. So, Patrick Beverly, I hope you hope I respect you. I hope you really ball out in the playoffs, man. Get, let's get to it, man. Because Clippers, y'all need to y'all need to get Clipper Nation. Um, waking up a little bit because take advantage now because LeBron and AD are still sitting. <laughs> they're still, they're still in the machines they're right waiting. now. <laughs> they're waiting. You know what I mean? I think LeBron, I think LeBron's been healed, but oh, yeah. they are saving him for the playoffs. How much, how many millions of dollars did he spend on his, uh, his body? Come on. Way man. too many. Way too many. More <laughs> than, two, more than I'll make in my lifetime. <laughs> and again, he's human. I'm pretty sure he yeah. had to like regroup and stuff, but like, come on. He's just resting. And AD, they're they're saving him. So, you know, again, Clipper Nation, please, let's go. Let's get it going. Um, you know, let's 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 get into our Saturday, let's get into our Saturday game, man. We got the Golden State Warriors versus our our Celtics, man. This is gonna be another great game because Steph Curry, oh my God, hey, let's 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 just give a moment. Steph Curry just became the leading scorer in Warriors history. I'm gonna give you a nice. Nice round of applause for the Hall of Famer stuff. We, all, we all knew that was coming. We all knew. That was coming. <laughs> it's just like, like, just when you count them out, it's just everything flips. Everything oh, flips. God. You know, like what was it? The beginning of the season, he was injured. 
And then boom, he's he's like playing like nothing ever happened. He's playing. He had a sixty point game um, this yeah. season too. <laughs> oh, out of control, man! Out of control. I, I love Steph Curry. Um, they're gonna be a scary team next year when Clay gets back. Um, <sighs> they, yeah, oh my gosh, uh, they're gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be scary for the West. But man, I know. just I love that commercial for Subway with Draymond Green and Jason Tatum. <laughs> Jason Tatum. <laughs> hey man, I like my Subway footlong steak and cheese. I put bacon on mine. This mine has a ring. <laughs> like <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> Battle of the of the sandwiches on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, I, you know, just uh, just to pick off what the Celtics we were talking about. I mean, if they can get the job done tonight, that's just going to get their confidence even higher and higher. And I guess this Warriors team they've been they've been you know a little uh, on and off this season. Um, Steph Curry has to take over a lot for this team to to at least have a chance to win a game so but Steph Curry man they're gonna have because Steph Curry can control a whole game if he wants to you cannot let him get hot early you cannot let him have 20 points in the first quarter (laughs) which he's capable of I don't know who's gonna take that assignment if it's Marcus Smart man please switch everything double team do all all you can with this guy send the whole five 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 guys after him because man this is you can't let him just get that once he gets one going it's a wrap, man. So, but I got the I got the Celtics winning this because the Warriors they don't have anybody else on this team. Draymond and Steph they're the only uh, two left from from championship team. So, you know they're just they're just really you know going with the flow. They're fighting for the playing tournament. You know I believe they're tenth in the West um, right now. So they're gonna play hard because they really want to get a chance to get into the playoffs. So Boston, don't take your eyes off of number thirty. Um, Man, because that guy's a sniper. Oh my gosh, he's a sniper. Uh, he's just, so it's like a fine wine, too, you know. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> and uh, I'm just hoping, man, that this game doesn't get out of hand quick because he will make you. Uh, and don't play his game. If you guys realize, Steph Curry, he'll make you play his game. Just shoot three, shoot three, shoot three to match his energy. And at the end of the day, he's winning. So, <laughs> you know, Steph Curry, man, uh, please take it easy on my Celtics. But at the same time, I do want to see you play. I'm thinking about going to that game. I'm not sure yet, but, you know, we'll we'll see. Well, I would love to see Steph Curry. What do you think? What do you think, Dan? You think we should? Oh, I'm down. I'm down. Are oh, you down for that? All right. We'll talk, we'll talk off family. air. Family trip. All right. Family trip. All right. Let's go. All right. We'll, take, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> off air. But, you know, um, man, this is a uh, – uh, I got the Celtics winning this game. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Celtics run is going to come to an end. They're going to beat the Lakers. They're going to beat the Lakers tonight. They're going to beat the G Leaguers. Okay. <laughs> and then they're going to run to the brick wall, which is the Golden State Warriors. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're like, don't beat me up over this. Wait, correct but, me if I'm wrong. I just get the. All right, I know. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get the feeling like you're, you, but I feel the same way. You're still not a believer in the Celtics team yet. I, mean, I, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I get. You know, I they get they they should have easily waxed that Trailblazers team easily, mm. but to only win by one. Yeah. I mean, they got they, Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum. I know. They, got, they they they're very and they're great. They're the best first quarter, first half team in the in the league. So you got to outscore them. It's the West too. You know, you playing against all these Western Conference teams. Yeah, that's they what I don't like. I don't like these ten o'clock games. Yeah, exactly. You know, like and you know, and the travel, and that's why I'm saying this Lakers against the Lakers tonight. This might be a little a trap game as well because man, again, you know, these players don't get rest on time to, to sleep. So. 
But I, I do I do understand your 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 feeling towards this team, man, because they have been a disappointment this season. The fact that I had to take the whole world literally to get on their neck, you know, about it. So it's just uh, you know, but you know, if they lose against this Warriors team, this would be a bad loss because the Warriors they shouldn't even be in the same conversation mm-hmm. as the Celtics right now. So but again, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. So <laughs> you know, so I get it. I mean if they do end up beating the Warriors, I will never say the Celtics are gonna lose another game. <laughs> Every time Is we that- talk about it, I will I will never say nope. It's always gonna be yep, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. Yep. Celtics. Hey, Celtics, help. <laughs> hey, Richard, let's go. And <laughs> hey, he needs to step it up too. He needs to step it up too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Don't with talk. Him. Don't talk about my don't team. Talk. Oh, don't talk. No, 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 no. I, I love I'm Peyton the Pritchard. biggest. I am the biggest Peyton Pritchard defender. I love ever. Peyton Pritchard. I think he I message him. To... I message him on Instagram at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to look at my DMs, you'd see like every single day since since we acquired him last year. <laughs> hey, you're a true fan, and hopefully he, you know. You know, you never know. We could have more than one day. You never know. But you know, that's a <laughs> that's a. I'm still, putting, I just I'm still wanna... putting that bug in Cyrus's ear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to you, Cyrus. You're doing your thing right now, bro. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, oh, he told me. He told me them Koizy ads are coming out soon. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah. So you know, that, this Saturday's game um, it's going to be exciting. Let's see what the Celtics can do because this is a big test because they're going against uh man Steph Curry. He's a Hall of Famer already, so you know let's let's get to it, Boston. You know, be ready for that game. It's gonna be, be you know, like I just said, if if the Celtics beat the Warriors, I will say every time we talk about them, I will say the Celtics are gonna win. <laughs> All right, you guys hear that? You I'll be drinking. I'll be drinking that 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 green Kool Aid that Brad Stevens <laughs> is putting in everybody in Boston's water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Shout right, enough with the Celtics. I'm done with the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's let's get into our Sunday game, man. And we got two games for Sunday. And these games here, man. The reason why I picked these 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 last four is because of what we've been saying a little bit uh, about the playoffs coming up. You know, uh, a lot of these teams are playing for a playoff seeding or they're playing for the play-in tournament. And our, our next game is the Pelicans versus Knicks. Uh, New York just don't go away. They're trailing us. They're right behind us in the record-wise. And they just don't go away. They're they're, they're number one uh, defensive team in the league. Tom Thibodeau has these boys every night. They have a chance to win – Due to their defense, their offense is horrible, but defensively, they play. They play. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle is man. He should even be in the MVP talks because of what team he's playing for, which is the Knicks. And uh, if the Knicks can get in the playoffs this year, oh man, this is when the Knicks are good. They they're good for the league when they're good when they're playing well and in the playoffs. The NBA is better. And um, the Knicks, they're 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 battling. They're battling. I believe they're seventh seed right now. Derek Rose is playing like himself. RJ Barrett is playing like himself. They just they have a good group, good solid group. Um, and Tom Tillow should win Coach of the Year, but he probably won't. But you know, it's a this is this, this against this Pelicans team. They're fighting. The Pelicans are fighting for a playing tournament. They're just they're, they're too inconsistent for me. Um, Dude, for their talent, and and I hate that they let go of Isaiah Thomas. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they should. That, that's a guy that they should have. Uh, kept they said for. they didn't. They didn't want to sign him again for another ten day deal. Yeah, the Celtics are looking at him. They they're looking for the, uh, a reunion, so that would be pretty interesting. But you know, the Pelicans, man, um, you guys should be doing better with that talent, Zion, Brandon Ingram, uh, Lonzo Ball. They just can't. They can't figure it out, and uh, you know, as, this is going to be the second year where they're playing in uh, in a playing tournament. So, you know, I got the Knicks winning due to their defense. Uh, you know, Zion versus Randall. That's going to be uh, that's big boy basketball, <laughs> you know. And um, you I got, just the, got the you got the homegrown the homegrown uh, Everett kid, Nerlens Noel. There we go. There we go. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Have this is a little off topic, but have you seen that movie Soul? Oh man, my my daughter loves that. Movie. Oh. <laughs> shout out to Jay, shout out to Jamie Fox, man. You, that's did a you, classic. Did you see that part where uh, the little the little uh, the little ghost girl, she's like, uh, she's going through like the scenes, and she goes, "Oh, I've been messing with this team for <laughs> years." The Knicks, this, the the Knicks. Because I've, I've watched it like 10 times, right? And that's just because, I, you know, my daughter loves yeah. it. But at the same time, I love it too. Like, I love it. it. That scene, when I first saw it, I was like, I had to rewind it. I'm like, whoa, did, was that the New York Knicks she yep, was talking yep, about? Yep. <laughs> and, 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 and again, that just shows where the Knicks have been in the past, mm-hmm. you know, few, uh, not few years, the past decade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they just they're not the Knicks of the 90s. They're not, yeah, they're, they're, not. The 90s, they're not in the early 2000s. Yeah, they're not. And they just can never get it due to the amount of coaches that they've had and the players, they've just been inconsistent. So this year, this team, Tom Thibodeau, this is the type type of team Tom Thibodeau needs. And they're playing for him. They're playing for each other. Um, I hope they get in, I, they will get in the playoffs. They will. Um and okay. uh they're, they're gonna they're they're that that Mitchell Robinson was a big loss uh, for them. Uh, he's out for the season due to an injury. Um, just to upgrade their defense, but you know Knicks are playing well, man. Um, and I got the Knicks winning this game, um, uh, not easily because the Knicks can't score like that. But you know this is gonna be a high scoring uh, game, but defense wins at the end, so the Knicks are gonna take take this game. Oh yeah, I I, I got them. It's this this New Orleans team. Yeah, they're on a. Uh... What are they? They're on a little run right now. Well, they're like up in the air, but um, I mean, I just I see them winning. I, I see them winning. There's no wait. Did I just say the New Orleans Pelicans are gonna win? No, the Knicks are gonna win. No, yeah. Knicks are gonna win. Yeah, I'm losing yeah. my mind right now. Yeah, Knicks are gonna win. Knicks are gonna win. Yeah. The Pelicans. The Pelicans are just. I mean, they're they're not too consistent right now. You know. And plus, they just lost to the next few nights ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I can't, I can't back, I can't back the Pelicans. So nah. I'm riding the Knicks for. Our guy, our guy, Stephen Adams, man. I feel bad for him because he, <laughs> he's been in the playoffs uh, in the, uh, a lot in his career, and you know, I think he came in to the Pelicans because uh, he saw something in Zion. Because um, Zion's obviously the big. The, the big guy, but Brandon Ingram too, um, which is a, a he, who's turning into a great player. Um, I just feel you know maybe a Stan Van Gundy. I think he 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 needs a team that Tom Thibodeau has, like a young group, younger group. I mean mm-hmm. the Pelicans are young, but yet you got a mixture of veterans with this Pelican group. 
um, that deserve to be in the playoffs right now. But Stephen Adams, I saw I saw the, uh, an interview of his. He just loves to play. He loves to play the game. He just he's, he's a, a chill child. <laughs> yeah, he's a chill dude, and um, I just think I just yeah, and again, maybe next year he signed for a few more years, uh, with the Pelicans. I think one more, so you know he's probably gonna he probably sees something. But uh, again, man, the Pelicans, man, y'all y'all should be higher up in the in the standings, but you know, again, like your point, Dan, they're just too inconsistent right now, um, with their play, and then uh, kind of sucks because Zion is man, he's you could tell his confidence has grown this year. Um, every time I see a highlight, he's flexing on it, somebody, <laughs> you know, with his muscles because he's dunking on somebody or just getting the and one. So, you know, I just feel like the Pelicans needs this this offseason coming up is a big offseason for the Pelicans for sure. You know, it's funny. I used to always get uh, Stephen Adams and Joakim Noah. <laughs> Confused. <Whoa>. Really? <laughs> oh, the long hair, The long hair and that goatee that yeah. they got right. goatee. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, funny. So that's that's yeah, gonna be a big game for sure. There's <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, which, um, which then leads us to our final Sunday game. We got the the Pacers versus Hawks, and you know I got this one uh, highlight because you know my Celtics. Uh, 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 I'm a Celtics fan, so. I want the Hawks to lose because we're trailing them like one game, <laughs> you know, for the fourth seed. And uh, the uh, Celtics do need home court uh, advantage. And, uh, you know, the Hawks, man, they're playing. They're playing. I thought them losing Rondo would have been a downfall, but they got Lou Williams. They got a, a extra score for trip with Trey Young. Um, Collins is playing well. Uh, Compella. Uh, is blocking shots here, here and there, you know. So they're 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 playing great basketball. They're confident. Uh, they're playing against the Pacers team that are fighting for the a playing tournament. Uh, Karis Levert coming back. They've been playing very well. Sabonis is always playing good. Miles Turner, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is playing well. Uh, I got the I got I want to say the Hawks are gonna lose. Ooh. Because of what my point is, I want them to lose because the Celtics are right there behind them. But I got the Hawks winning um, this game because Trey Young is he's uh, he's a do- he's a dominant player, and um, you know he he just like I said, he's just like he's not like Steph Curry, but he can control the game um, like Steph Curry when she gets hot, and he's pulling from like the logo every second. So you know, <laughs> and, and again, from where it shows now, the Celtics and and Hawks would play each other in the playoffs right now. That would be a great series to watch. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I got the Hawks winning this because the Pacers, uh, unfortunately, again, they're playing in the playing tournament, right? Well, they will be. Um, but, you know, the Hawks, are, the Hawks are playing well as well. So, you know. They are, and they've, they've definitely turned it around. They, what they, they, they lost a ton of games, you know, what was it, back in February. Yeah, they did. And then, yep. and then they, just, they just flipped the script. And it's yeah. just it's crazy to see where they are right now. I think the Hawks are going to win without a yeah. doubt. And you know what's what's going on with this Pacers team? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They uh, <sighs> they they just they've always been like this the past few years. Even when, when Victor Oladipo was playing, they 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 just have a problem scoring a lot. I mean, Karis LeVert is helping them then on that end, but now it seems like they were a defensive team a few years ago. But now they switch into the offensive side, um, and they can't just get both done at the same page and they're not on the same page with their defensive offense. So they're just offensive oriented right now. I mean, the Pacers, Pacers, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the Pacers, they have, they have a pretty easy, you know, schedule from here on out. 
Yeah, they do. In the next two games, you know, they got the they got the uh, Jazz, Atlanta, and then they got the Spurs, OKC, Detroit, Orlando. Then yeah, it toughens back up for two more games. They got the Trailblazers in Brooklyn, but then it goes right back to being easy. You know, OKC, Washington, Sacramento. And, and most of these teams, most of these teams that are already locked into the playoffs during yeah. once they get to that time, they're going to rest their players. They're so the Pacers, yeah, yeah. So the Pacers can possibly move up. And again, they're they've always been a scary playoff team. No matter what, they will fight. They'll fight and fight. Uh, so again, man, uh, you know, if they get in the playoffs, it'll be tough for them. But you know, if they can get this win against the Hawks, which I'm hoping they do, but <laughs> the Hawks, I, I still got the Hawks winning. But you know, uh, this will be a big win for them for sure. Definitely will. Definitely. Yeah. Hawks are gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I don't know. I got one thing to touch on outside okay. of basketball. Let's get it. The news of Julian Edelman retiring. Oof. I know some people say he's a Hall of Famer. Some people are saying he's not. I want your honest opinion. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? In NFL, no doubt about he's going to be a Patriots Hall of Famer. But actual NFL Hall of Famer. I have to say no. Um, he's a pay, he's in the Hall of Fame with the Patriots. But you can't, you can't. He's never made a Pro Bowl. Uh, he's never made a Pro Bowl. Um I think he, but one stat that that did uh, attract me was he's right there with Jerry Rice in the playoffs with, uh, I believe, catch uh, receptions. Um, so that that and Jerry Rice is supposed to be the goat of wide receivers. So I mean that's a that's a great stat um, to be um, be with um, Jerry Rice. But he was and and it's crazy. Junior Allen was getting a lot of flack um, this past week of you know not flack but just everybody was just saying is he a Hall of Famer is he not and I. His heart, his passion for the game, he he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But yeah. his stats doesn't really match with the Hall of Famers that are, are, are in. And and it's you know, I, I again being in the Patriot Hall of Fame is not bad either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, I mean, don't that, a, that, you don't get a jacket. I don't, I mean, do you yeah. get a jacket? No, no, you don't. No, you no. get the I think you get the the not the uh, I think you get the red, what is it, red jacket? Oh yeah, tell us a, come on, you get it's basically the same thing, different color. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, the way the way that I look at it, you know, you had the Steelers, you know, back when they were winning all those Super Bowls and you had some guys that were very questionable get into the Hall of Fame. They weren't putting up numbers like like, you know, but the way I see it from here, Wes Welker, he had a better career than Julian Edelman. He had better stats and he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not even the question. And that starts the whole conversation about the Hall of Fame. And are they just going to start letting some of these Patriots players in just because they were part of this uh, history setting, record breaking, all that type of you know season in 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 you know twenty years of excellence? But you know? but I I would say right, Julian Edelman has saved Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Especially that and that's not Bowl. a shot at Tom Brady at all. But that Super Bowl against Atlanta, that catch, if Julian Allen missed that catch, we would not be saying Brady has seven rings right now. There wouldn't have been a 28 to 3. There would have and, been no comeback. And Julian Allen, like I just said, his heart, his passion deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. 
his mm-hmm. stats unfortunately doesn't show it. And again, Julian Elman, man, it when I found out when I saw the news, it just I was like, damn, really? Phil physical. But then I was like, I get it, man. Football is a tough sport. Bone uh, on bone in the knee. Yeah, and yeah, I, what, but will he take the Gronk approach? Take a year off or two. That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> or take, everybody's or saying. take five months off, or take a few months off. And then guess what? Breaking news, he's with Tampa. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Happen. You'll see it. You'll see it. But I don't get why he would leave. Uh, maybe maybe this is when me and you, I don't know if we, I kind of like where the Patriots did this offseason. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just don't get why he would want to. But again, Tom Brady's his best friend. But I just I just feel like the Patriots have a, a great uh, a possible chance to get far into the, the, the playoffs. Um, so – I just uh, well, we need a quarterback still, but you know, uh, it's just I don't know. But again, he needs to, you know, take care of him first. Take care of him first. You know, he has he has a family. Jim Elman, you gave us great memories, especially in the playoffs. You're tough, man. Those hits mm-hmm. <laughs> that you've taken, you've taken. I'd be, on, you've, I'd be on the grass anyway. <laughs> you know? And you've gotten right up. You've gotten right up. And you got back on the line and went again, like man, you threw, you even threw a, a, a game winner in the playoffs, multiple, <laughs> multiple passes. Like I said, he's got a, he's got a better passer completion than uh, the three bums that we had <laughs> starting this year. So, so should you know? we, so should we, base that off of him possibly get to all of him? Because like we just said, he saved Tom Brady, man. He saved up. maybe a few Stats times. Aren't there, though. It's not aren't there. there. It's not there. You're right. It's not there. It's this. It's I mean, but like not- I said, you know, they might come down to all right. The 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 dynasty of the Patriots, the the franchise of the Patriots. They might just start letting some of these guys in. But then you got to go back. You got to let in Richard Seymour. You got to let in Teddy Bruschi. You got to yeah. let in Willie McGinnis. Uh, even going back to you know my man Terry Glenn. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I I don't know. It's going to be – well, I mean, it's always us versus everybody, so. It is. It is. It is. And then, Julia Elliman, if you – if this is really official and you really just call it quits, you have nothing to hold your head down to because you had a great career. You're, what, three-time champion? That Come on. Most people don't even have a championship. That's more than Wes Welker. Yeah. Why do and Wes Walker? You missed that catch that still pisses me off in that 2012 Super Bowl where it was right in your hands. And I just, you know, so, but again, shout out to you, Wes Walker. But, you know, you know, Jim Allen, again, we thank you. We thank you for, mm-hmm. for We thank you. Thought that would thank you. Um, you know, before we, before we head off, man, uh, I want to, I want to throw up the X, man. Rest in peace yeah, to X. Rest in peace to DMX, man. Uh, you know, sad news we got over the past week. And, uh, you know, I just want to really uh, give his family. I think, I think as soon as we as soon as soon we were done. Yeah. You said to me, you said to me once we were done, we were just we were just talking. And I was like, wow. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I've been I've been I've been bumping his music since <laughs> seriously uh, to work out in to to you know to just driving in the car, uh, but I've always even listened to DMX even when he was alive. So DMX, you were a big part of the the music culture. Uh, 
I'm glad that you're not hurting. You're not hurting, but you know, his family is, uh, you know, you know, we wish you, uh, you know, you know, some, some giving you positive energy during these dark times, man. Um, rest in peace to DMX, man, for sure. I must, I must say, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but that Def Jam Vendetta wrestling Ooh. video game that came out with, I used to always Come be, on, I used to be tossed up between DMX and uh, Method Man or Method Red Man. Man, Red Man, yeah. <laughs> hey, kids will never know. These uh, kids nowadays will never know, man. NFL oh Street, gosh. NBA NFL Street, Street, and yep. one uh, mixtape. <laughs> man oh man and, and again and again man like it just goes to show you man that life man you just gotta we gotta just you know even if you're doing something so small during the day just appreciate it man you know just because it could be gone quickly even though you know dmx battled has some stuff he battled with but you know we're all human at the end of the day we all battle with a lot of stuff and um you know just cherish each other cherish everybody while you while while we're here you know, we only got a limited time in this in this world, so you know, take advantage of each day. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All that, right. Uh, Episode that sixteen. Does it, for, does it for us. Get ready. Get ready for seventeen. <laughs> get ready for eighteen. Get ready for nineteen. That big two zero. Oh man. Hey, we might have hey, to do we, something special for two zero for the two zero. Hey, we got quick. we got some uh, we got some stickers we want to give away. Uh, you you send us. There we go. There we go. You send us a tweet. You send us a message on Instagram, Facebook. You you send us an email. Erase the chalk pod gmail dot com. You know, give us some information. We'll get you some stickers. No charge. All right. No charge. And uh, for now, no, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> no. You, you you send us that information, and you know, we'll 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 shoot you some stuff. And we got some uh, we got some more stuff on the way. So um yes, appreciate yes, everybody for tuning in and like I said, get ready for 17, 18, 19, 20 and beyond. Let's go. Oh, we gotta play where the hood at. Yeah, yes we do. Where the hood, where the hood. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna leave you with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Charles sing us off. Go ahead, Charles. Alright guys, we'll catch you the next time. Sure. Sure.